Hello, welcome to my podcast, the first of many, I hope. I'm Dr. Magali Lopez, but you can call me Magali. I want to personally thank you at this time for taking an interest and listening to my podcast. After today's podcast, it is my hope that you will continue to tune in and to spread the word to your friends and family. Now I'm going to share a little bit about myself and what I'm all about. I have a passion for learning and living, and this is not merely existing. Every day is a new day, and it offers so many problems, but by that same token, it offers so many opportunities to solve those problems and to be the best that you can be, but more importantly, to help others be the best that they can be. So sharing, imparting, and collaborating knowledge is something really, really big for me. It's something that I don't want to keep within myself. This has been through my life experiences, through my career, through my education, through just my everyday living and what I have learned along the way. And you pretty much you can also include there the hard knocks of life because everything that I have experienced has made it valuable for me to impart knowledge, especially to the young ones, our students, that are barely starting their life. So to me, that's something that's really, really important. I do a lot of this not through the um, through being uh, d- doing something alone, but rather t- through building relationships that are based on trust, on caring, on nurturing. Students and people really, really have to understand, and they have to know, and they have to feel that genuine concern that you have for them. It's not just a matter of saying, okay, uh, you're going to learn this and you're going to learn it because I say so. No, it's more uh, that that does, there's just no relevancy, no meaning through doing something such as that. So building relationships is something that is very, very important. And it's something that is essential to the learning process. And those, that's just another attribute that I go by and that I live uh, with. Inspiring students and people to reach for the stars. It's like Mr. Les Brown once said, reach for the stars. After all, if you don't land, you land in the moon. I'm sure I didn't quote him exactly, but that quote does come from him. And that is something that I often tell people. People, regardless of their circumstances, regardless what type of problems they're facing right now, what type of issues, you always want to inspire and motivate people and, and have them take that positive outlook in life that yes things might really be bad or they might be where you don't where you are not comfortable with but they will get better and you have to have that positive mentality to just continue going forward motivating uh that's something big that i do and i love to do that through inspirational quotes such as einstein plato's socrates mlk i mean you name it there are so many quotes out there that you motivate students. I do that through music as well. I Music just sometimes, you just got to feel the music. You got to smell what's out there. And people respond to that. They respond to, to a caring word, to something like, yes, you know, you can do it. So motivation is just something that people need constantly. I mean, and sometimes it's more than just on on. a a little dose at a time, sometimes they might need a whole lot of motivation. Um, All of these things help me to be a change agent. I thrive on change, and it's something that it's very difficult for many, many people. And 
one of the things that I believe helps me a lot is just those attributes that I've spoken about, uh, just motivating myself, inspiring, just having that passion for what can we do today? What can we solve today? So that comes um, that comes very handy when it comes to change because I actually thrive on it. I rise up to the challenge and I actually look forward to the obstacles that I have to overcome in order for that change to happen. The thing is to take, even if you have to take those baby steps at a time, then by all means do so. I, I am an independent person and I have always achieved, I have achieved a lot in life. But I also, I love being a team player. And as a former school principal, when I led teams, I made teams, I worked with teams. They, don't, they didn't work for me. We worked together. Because as I would always tell them, there is no I in team player. So that's something that is valuable, especially nowadays where students are going to have to collaborate. It's one of the 21st century skills that I will later talk to you about in my blog or you'll be able to, I'll direct you and you'll be able to read that information for yourself. A problem solver. Uh, I think you've heard me say that as well already. Uh, problem solving. Every single day we have a problem, whether you know, it'd be that your hair got dyed the wrong color or you just um, bought some shoes and one of them fits too tightly and the other one is just perfect. I mean, whatever the problem may be, we encounter these problems every single day. And the thing is that we have put them in such an abstract form or something that we just don't want to contend with because it comes with change. Um, that's just something that you take a problem and you analyze it and you break it down and you solve it. Uh, most of the problems can be solved um, either by, by self or in a team. So that's something else that I like to do a whole lot of. Effective communicator, I love to talk. I don't know how many of you out there love to talk, but I'm just one of them. And uh, I always have something to say. So, But more importantly than uh, my... Uh, uh, being a speaker, what I like even more is being a listener because a lot of times when you're trying to solve problems and you're trying to help people out, you're trying to help students, it's very important that you listen effectively. What are they really, really telling you? What are they really saying? And a lot of the things when I find myself in the forefront and I can help a person and in some capacity or form, that person believes that I have failed them and they reach out to me and they let me know this information, which is very courageous, by the way. Um, I have a philosophy for that. I turn around and I look at the mirror and I say, Magali, where did you go wrong? What did you do? What, you, what could you have done better? And, and I deal with it. Uh, it's not criticism. It's actually great feedback. When someone is able to tell you look, this is how I feel, and or this is what happened. Um, and you just look into yourself, and you reach deep within, and you try to fix it, and you try to make it better. And you, the best thing about it, the beauty about it, is you just get up, and you continue going, and to solve that problem, and to take responsibility and accountability for your actions or your words or whatever you might have done to to not be in the capacity to help this person like you so wanted to help 
this person. And many times it could have been that there was miscommunication there. So being an effective communicator is a must. You got it. I'm a visionary. I do not want to only better the lives of my nieces and my nephew, which they're all under the age of five. They belong to Generation Z. But I believe in bettering the lives of humanity through education and now even better through technology because technology has brought the whole world together. And it's something that it has facilitated and it's something that is new and that it's innovative and that together as a, as a world we'll be able to solve problems that already afflict us. So through having that vision that we can create a better world, that in itself is just so exciting uh, to me. And it should be to many of us that are in positions or capacities that we can lead the way and that we can be able to do so much more uh, for humankind through uh, or via technology. I do have an EDD, that's uh, a doctorate degree in educational leadership, and that's, that is what I do best. That is my expertise. I love it. I thrive on it. I just, uh, it's just something that I was very, very blessed with, and that's what I like to do. Being innovative and creative. There was a time that innovative, I have no problem with. That I can, I can be. A lot of times I relegated creativity to drawing and to painting and to writing poems and writing music. And I can tell you right now that I'm more of a logical, more of an analytical person, numbers. I did get a degree in accounting. Um, but I often felt that I was, um, that that was not my greatest strength or that I might not even have creativity, period. But now, that I've come to a crossroads in my life, and I'll tell you a little bit about that in a minute. Um, before I jump into that, I just wanted to let you know that I was a successful, I had a successful career in uh, the Texas public schools, 10 years as a, as a school teacher in the, at the elementary level, grades pre-K through six, and I was a school administrator, primarily a principal for 10 years. And getting back to what I was talking to about a crossroads, it goes back to where I was living and I was set up to become a superintendent of schools. And I got my preparation. I went, I pursued an EDD, make myself more marketable. I passed the examination. I went through the internship for superintendent. So I had, I had all my ducks in order. The problem was, is that... I was somewhere along the line, the, I was discontent with what I'm capable of doing and capable of helping humanity move forward in this ever-changing and complex world. So in a capacity of a superintendent, I can reach many students through the schools, uh, through the number of students that they serve. However, to me, that sounded very limiting when I was given so, so much more that I could share. And what I'm talking about is that I could be sharing what I know, imparting my knowledge, just create, helping this new generation create the future. 
I could do that so much better through another means of reaching out to people. Now my dream, my goal is to reach out to thousands, if not millions, via technology. And it was kind of hard for me to arrive in, at this conclusion because, after all, I was already set. I mean, I had a pretty good career. I was on the right track. I was, I was aspiring to be a superintendent. Uh, and, I, and, uh, and all of a sudden, I just put the brakes and I said, wait a minute. And it was a hard decision in leaving all of that behind because... Like I said, it's so much easier to say things and do things when you're already set. And it's, it's a comfort zone. But I often used to preach to my kids. I used to tell my kids, boys and girls, you can be anything you want to be in this, in this world. Anything. Shoot for those stars. You can do it. So when I came back and reflected on this statement, I said, okay, so are you going to lift up to what you used to tell your students? As I said before, it was a very, very difficult decision for me to venture into something new. But alas, you know, you have to, if, if you really mean what you say, well, you're going to have to try it for yourself and see if you can live up to it. So at one point, I did say, uh, okay, so plan A, I feel plan A is lacking or disappointing, so what then? So I said to myself, I am from Texas, Houston, we, I have a problem. And <laughs> as a problem, okay, so I, I like to solve problems. So I decided to redefine myself and enter a whole new world via technology. Alas, I come to the invention and creation of 26 Gems. Hey, I, I am creative after all. Okay, so I'm coming to realize, and I love it. I've come to realize that in this difficult economic times that the American dream has been shattered for many. We are living in an, a day and age where, I mean, I don't even want to go into all of the specifics, but, you know, students graduating from college, the jobs not being there, the high unemployment rate, and on and on and on. And this is just not something that is afflicting the United States, but many, many countries as well all over the world. So I've come to the realization that technology has given us the hope to create our own dream. Okay, for a long time, the American dream served its purposes, and I'm sure for some, it will continue to do, do so. However, I believe that we need to be reaching for something greater. What about the global dream? After all, we are living amidst a global society thanks to technology. So why not? Why not dream big? Why not go for the global dream? So this has led to the creation of 26 Gems. I invite you to visit my website. It's called 26gems.io. And I invite you to subscribe simply to go ahead and, um, and continue getting updates on the company that we are creating. We do plan to take education by a storm via technology. We want to provide a platform where students will be excited, where they will see interest, they will see relevance, they will find meaning, they will have fun with the learning. And this is something that we have created a team at 26 Gems 
to specifically target not only how to be in get having content that is engaging and fun, but also to target the 21st century skills, which I'll be speaking to you about in one of my blogs. Um, but as such, I invite you, uh, go into my blog and you will get a better understanding of why I have chosen to relinquish being a superintendent of schools. The answer might surprise you. Of course, I've already told you quite a bit, but you can get some more in-depth information and a little bit more on my background. And going on, uh, my second blog talks about uh, technology and literacy through the eyes of students. And basically where I was addressing, okay, who's our consumer now? Who are the students that we're really, really targeting? I mean, education for the past 100 years hasn't really changed. And the thing is that our students have changed. Pretty much businesses would say our customer has changed, so we need to address where our students have changed. Uh, so the digital natives, those are the students that were born either during the digital, the, the uh, introduction of, of digital technology or thereafter. They fall between uh, the years of 1995 and 2009. And these students will be uh, learning with Pivotal technologies and portals such as the internet, open sources, virtual learning environments, and mobile learning devices. You can read uh, much more about this on my second blog, which is Technology and Literacy, Learning Through the Eyes of Students. And they're basically going to be known as the, as the BYOD, Bring Your Own Device. That is the generation that we're looking at, the click click and go generation. They have everything uh, at, at their fingertips. And so we're looking at these students, for the most part, will be doing everything with technology. And that's a great thing because humanity should be learning something new uh, each and every day. Um, for example, I am finding that I have an own little generation Z at home. She's my seven-year-old niece. She carries this little iPad around with her everywhere, and she navigates through that thing like I can navigate through my phone. And she's just very, very proficient on it. She likes to share a lot of material with me, um, how she learned how to navigate uh, through videos, through cartoons, through games. Uh, that's just incredible. She's seven years old, and I find uh, that I'm learning a lot from her. And these are the kids that are going to create the future and that they're going to solve many problems that we currently have right now. Going on to our next blog, we um, it's about 21st century students and technology. So this one goes more in depth as to who is Generation C. Because in my in the first, uh, it's, one, it's part two of six. In my first part, I just address what uh, years they were born between but in I go so much more into depth in the second one and again they are the digital natives and it's, it's estimated there's two billion worldwide it's interesting they come from three countries uh, the most born in this era were uh, first uh, the ones that have the most are in India followed by China and the United States some of the terms that they will be known as are digital integrators, click-and-go kids, bubble wrap generation, up-agers, the SEDs, twins, and cotton wool kids, and iGen. Of course, we, haven't, we can't forget the I there, iGen. 
These are some of the stats that these students will encounter throughout their life. They will have on average at least 17 jobs in their careers. Can you imagine that? Our grandparents had like one, I think, like in their entire career. And there's still people, maybe some baby boomers out there that you still might have just encountered one or two jobs at the tops in your life. They will live in at least 15 different places. Uh, about half of them will be college educated. And on average, their earnings are going to be $222,000. These are the predictions for Generation Z. Um, and what's even more interesting is that today's kindergartners, um, this is what, uh, what we know as of now, that technology will create the jobs that have yet to be invent invented for 65% of today's kindergartners. So imagine, take all of the kindergartners of today, all the students that are in kinder, and 65% of them, those jobs have not even been created. That is just astounding. I mean, it's just remarkable in and itself. It leaves you in awe. So seriously, if this is the case, how should we be teaching the students? How should they be learning? What skills do we need to teach them? Well, we, through, we do have the Common Core Standards now. And in Texas, we have the TEKS. And in both... Um, but Common Core Standards have been adopted in 45 states and the District of Columbia. And in Texas, both Texas and the Common Core Standards have adopted the 21st century skills that should be integrated. I'm not going to list the skills, but those skills should be, you can find them in my blog. And again, I encourage you to visit 26gems.io and subscribe So for further information and continue with our blogs because this is part two of six. And... In saying that, I just want to conclude that, and it, I know that I've given you a lot of information, but it would be best for you to go and engage in or read the blogs, and you will be amazed at this Generation Z and what we're up against. So I conclude, part of the conclusion in my last blog is, will this generation step up to the plate and bat? Will they shine? Part three of six Will, uh, will be is already titled Digital Natives Literacy Learning. It's soon to be posted. So again, I invite you, please visit us at 26gems.io. And as such, I would personally like to invite you, if you have any comments, anything that you want to reach out and talk to me about or mention to me, I may be reached at Magali, M-A-G-A-L-I, at 26 gems.io. Again, that is Magali at 26gems.io. I also invite you to follow us on Twitter, and my Twitter username would be Magali's Gems. That's M-A-G-A-L-I-S Gems, Magali's James, or Facebook, and of course at 26gems. However is it that you reach to want to reach out to me, you can also find me on LinkedIn. I encourage you to, to subscribe to the podcast. And uh, again, I want to thank everybody for taking the time to listen. Um, and I look forward to hearing from you. And if you'd like to post comments, by all means, please do so. If you want to learn something more about a topic, uh, right now, Generation Z, students, learning, 
problem solving, creativity, innovation, you name it. That is a big topic of interest, big topics of interest for me. So please, by all means. And again, thank you. And I'd like to wish everyone a great day.